I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on Autism Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host otherwise known as the Brain Broad. And today we're going to talk with a family that I'm just getting to know. Thought that might be fun. We're not going to do, okay, 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 the great guest giveaway, but we will do at the very end of the show, stories from the road. So make sure you hang in till the end. Before I introduce you to my first guest, or actually, we're not even going to use names because they've asked for anonymity, so we're going to call them thing one, thing two, and thing three. Um, but before I introduce you to them, I want you to understand that they're being very brave. They don't even know me very well. We've only known each other for two days. I'm talking to them today mostly because I think it's important to know what it's like at the beginning of a journey before the end of the journey has changed our memory of it. So I'm going to have these people tell you, even though it might be subtle and small, about the benefits they're getting from this visit we're having together and from this therapy I'm bringing to them. And so we're not going to waste a lot of time in setup. I'm just going to go straight to it. All right. So whenever uh, thing one is available, I'll start chatting with them. Here's thing one. Hello. Hey, hi. Thank you so much for being willing to talk to me. I want to tell the people who are listening that the reason I'm going to call you thing one, thing two, and thing three is because we want to be anonymous today so so that uh, you and your family can feel real comfortable and answer any kind of questions that come up. So are you comfortable with me calling you thing one, my dear friend? Yeah, that's okay. No one's going to know who it is. So Awesome. So that's kind of a fun name, isn't it? All right, so how old are you? Uh, 21. Okay, and so just for everybody's understanding, you're discovering neurofeedback for the first time this weekend, right? Yes. And why do you think it is that I've come to visit you and help you by doing neurofeedback with you? It helped me get out of my thought traps, and it gets the parts of my brain helping that weren't helping before. Got those working. Okay, and when you say um, it helped you get out of your thought traps, now this is the only the second day that we've been working together. Do you already feel a difference? Um, to be honest, I, I do feel a difference. I feel more calm, and yeah, I do feel differences. That's awesome. Now, I know you do because I've been watching it, but I love that you're telling everybody. So it's a pretty special thing to be able to come into someone's home and meet them for the very first time and within a few minutes of meeting them, be able to sit down and do something for them to help them feel better. So yesterday was the first time we met, right? Correct. And yesterday, were you able to feel a difference? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay, so let's tell the story to the people because they weren't there watching us. So I came in and you met this crazy lady for the first time. What did you think of me? Um, very nice, outgoing person. 
Oh, I love that. Okay, so you met this nice, outgoing person, and then I said I was going to put stuff on your head. How did you feel about that? Um, just what you needed to do. It was okay. I've I've seen this kind of stuff done before. You have to get the wires to stay. I, I've seen it all done before, so I understand. Oh, really? Like Where in, did you? Well, like in, in hospitals, like for wires for people's heads. You know, they have to put the gel to help stay, you know? Yeah. I just kind of seen that way through. Same with chest wires and stuff, you know? Okay. I wasn't so scared when, of it. Okay, good. You weren't scared of it, but did you feel more anxious before we did the session than you felt after? Um, of, yeah, because I didn't know what we were, what I was going to be doing. I didn't know if I was going to be playing the game or if I was going to be talking in the computer, you know what I mean? I'm going to describe it to the people so that they can kind of get a picture of it. So I came and I met uh, Thing One for the first time, and I talked to him a little bit, and then I got him to sit down, and I put wires attached to his head so we could read his brain waves, and then those wires communicate information into one computer where I look at his brainwave activity, and then that computer talks to another computer where he sees a game. And he's able to play that game. They're simple games, but he's able to play them by changing the way he focuses. Is that how it felt? Pretty much, I, yeah. Was it pretty cool? It was cool. I mean, it's just, I couldn't, I was just playing, I was playing this interactive game, and it was affecting how my mind was thinking, and it, it got the unknown spots in my brain working. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. So when you finished the first session, do you remember what you said you felt like? I I felt a difference. I felt more at ease. Yes. You told me that you felt like your brain was going from one side of the head to the other, and then it felt even after oh, that. Oh, I thought you meant at the end of the first session. Oh, no, after the first activity, yeah, I felt like it, there were like two sides of my brain were playing tennis. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of neat. And then we figured out some more stuff about you and got it to where um, some of your things changed. So what do you think changed in just two days besides feeling calmer? Did you notice anything else? Calmer is the big one. Um, I will say right now I, my head feels a little more balanced. Did you also notice any change in your um, muscles feeling tense, blinking or twitching or any of those kinds of things? Yeah, my, I, I usually tense my muscles when I'm anxious, and now that I'm more calm, I don't tense, my muscles aren't as tense. That's cool. And just one more question, because you're doing really great. I mean, it is only the second day that we've known each other, and I really appreciate you being willing to sh talk to people about how so quickly you can feel a difference. But did you feel anything different about your sleep? Yeah, I, I felt my, I was in a more calm, deeper sleep. I was sleeping, I mean, I just felt last night I slept really well. That's cool. That's cool. I really appreciate I, I, it. Sorry, I, I can't go into huge, huge sleep details. You don't have to go into any kind of details. You've already told people an awful lot. If you, so this is, this, we're almost done. I only have one more question, and that's, if you want to tell people something about this experience that you think would help them in some way, like is, what, what would you like people to know about what this is doing for you? They should try this and that it is a good experience. And it's after two days, I feel better. I, I'd say that for people to feel it's just there's, it helps get the extra parts of your brains moving to make you less anxious and feel better. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Thing One. Yeah. You were wonderful. I appreciate you talking to me. I've noticed a huge difference after two days, and 
my brain feels more balanced than you got the parts moving that needed the extra kick. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's perfect. And we'll see what we can do tomorrow and really finish the job. All right. Sorry, Thank honey. Thank you, Lynette. You're welcome. Bye. All right, bye. Let me talk to your dad now. Hello, Lynette. Hi. That was really awesome. I really appreciate this. I've really never done a show where um, it's such a beginning point for people. And I think that a lot of times folks are nervous about more the beginning than the process once it gets going. So I, I think this will be a valuable show, and I really appreciate you being willing to do it. Oh, um, so, Okay, so let's start. First of all, what got you interested in trying? Uh, I heard you, uh, Lynette, Louise, being interviewed on uh, an online uh, program through Catherine Austin Fitz, and I thought the interview was very compelling. And so I looked a little deeper into what you do, and I heard another interview. can't quite remember where, but uh, again, very compelling. And then I uh, went ahead and contacted you, and again, very compelling, and uh, here we are. Okay, so I arrived. <laughs> this person that you've never met, that you, you – and, and to help people understand – it must have been really compelling because usually I'm word of mouth. So when somebody hears me on a show and then hires me in, it's asking a lot of them because you purchased equipment so that you'd be able to continue with the therapy after I leave under my guidance, right? Correct. And that's a fair amount of money. So it's a fair amount of money to have me show up and spend for, you know, money on my time. And then even before meeting me, you've invested in the equipment. So I want to first say kudos to you and to all the parents of autism that listen to this show. It's really quite remarkable the degree to which we'll extend ourselves to help our kids. And that's certainly true of your family. You've just been really wonderful with your guy. He's awesome. He's an awesome kid. Oh, thank you. We think so, too. Yeah, well, and thank you for taking this leap of faith. And, all right, so I arrived at the airport, and you don't know what to expect. Were you guys worried? What were you talking about before I showed up? Um, well, trying to just, you know, find a place uh, at the airport where we'd identify you <laughs> by a photo. <laughs> that um, but, no, we were just excited, and uh, we were excited to, to pick you up and uh, after we find you and get to know you. And, and get it moving. Okay, and how's it been? What have you, What's happened for you? Tell the story. They want to know. What's it like? Well, it's quite an education, um, and it's a whole new paradigm about thinking about the brain and thinking about behavior. And uh, I had a wise person once tell me that once you understand uh, the circumstances of a person's life, that you would have empathy for everything they do, and I certainly have seen that uh, with my own son after becoming educated in certain things. And uh, you know, the, it's just mostly been an incredible education. Of course, we've only been working together now two days, and still processing a lot of it. But uh, already has seen a, a physical impact on uh, my son. A positive impact and for me personally since I went through one session I had a very nice sleep last night um, but of course we're just rookies at this process and 
obviously we still have 98% of this experience to yet experience, I would imagine. Um, right. And, but, uh, and to help people, I want to help people understand why we keep talking about sleep. Uh, first of all, lots of people deal, you know, that have autistic kids, which most of my audience does, uh, they're dealing with sleep issues. So sleep is profoundly important to a lot of them. Um, so let's point out that one of the, uh, the areas that we watch when we're doing neurofeedback is your sleep to see how you sleep. That tells me a lot about what's not quite in balance in your arousal state. And so you mentioned that you had a good sleep. Do you normally? I normally fade in and out throughout the night. And uh, so I wake up several times a night. And uh, last night, I man, I was down. And I, next thing I knew, I was waking up. So a very deep, profound sleep. So you had a good sleep, which was a little bit different, and that's really good news for people that you can have your sleep affected right away because, you know, they're staying up all night with their kids. So um, that's nice. Um, And then did you notice any other kind of changes for you, or was that all that you got out of one session? Um, I felt uh, relaxed, and all through the day I felt real relaxed. and uh but but kind of uh a little heavy something's happened so i I feel like i've been affected somehow so after the day i went out and took a run and and, uh i feel quite remarkable right now after running and uh yeah i feel excellent actually awesome and let's put that in perspective for people i've just taught you for like eight hours um, you know, with the exception of the moments when I stopped to do a session on thing one. You know, that's a lot of learning. And having had a session plus a new person in your home and, and all this brand new stuff that you're having to learn in order to do stuff, for you to say that you feel remarkable at the end of the day, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I would say um, so. one, more thing, one more thing we want to look at. You said that you've seen physical changes on your son already. What, would, what do you mean by that? What have you seen that's different? Um, just being relaxed and, uh, in a, in a situation where, you know, would normally produce anxiety for him, uh, he has seemed quite relaxed and he uses in his words, uh, a way you might, well, of course you already have it uh, recorded, uh, how he feels in his head and, uh, you know, it's obvious that he's feeling a difference, and uh, it manifests uh, to us as, you know, him being attentive throughout the day, which is remarkable, and uh, and uh, much less anxiety today than he normally has during a day. Well, so here's something that's interesting, and it's a challenge that I often, often, often have in a new home. When I arrive, I'll hear from, in his case, he rep, he talks well and is able to share his thoughts. So I heard it from him, I heard it from you, I heard it from mom as well, that one of the things that he does is ask questions and ask questions and ask questions, and that that's what he does when he's anxious and when he's in what he calls a cul-de-sac. I love that, a cul-de-sac of anxiety. Um, most of us say we're looping, but he's got a cooler phrase there. So what interests me is that as a as a clinician, I come into the home and immediately change it. So sometimes I never, ever see the behavior that has been reported to me. So would he normally be doing that sort of behavior 
and isn't, or am I missing something? Yeah, you know, he he usually, you know, just sitting around when we're shooting the breeze, um, talking, will almost always bring up something that is causing anxiety that we need to talk about more than once, and uh, we haven't seen that today. Yeah, it's great. I did see it a little bit the very first, at the very beginning of yesterday, where he wasn't stopping to hear what I said and wanted to just report on his problems, but that's completely gone. So that doesn't mean it won't come back a little as you go through the healing, but um, it's really exciting for people to realize you can have such an immediate change. Is it exciting for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, Me being a born skeptic, uh, you know, I'm always saying, well, the proof is in the pudding, and and the pudding is going to be, you know, continued consistent uh, improvement and, you know, help with these things. And But I am extremely optimistic after what I've seen for the first two days. And, uh, and I'll be real excited to see, you know, how it helps him with his studying, uh, focus abilities when it comes to uh, going back to his community college. Yeah, very cool. All right, so I'm real excited to um, have talked with you. Is there anything that you want to share with people about the process? Like, is it really really awful learning all this stuff, or something? No, it's really fun, uh, really fun, and uh, fascinating. I think both my wife and I feel, and my son feel it's fascinating. Um, I think what makes it is you and. you are the the maestro, and you're you're uh, running the orchestra, and the way you do it uh, is fun, and you put everyone at ease, and it's not uh, too long in the process that we all feel like excellent friends. Uh, just feel ah. you you blend into the the home, uh, just you know, just like your auntie Lynette, and. Uh, uh, so the part I would add is this is science, but it's also an art form, and you are a magnificent artist. Oh, I'm texting. <laughs> well, I am Auntie Lit- Lynette because uh, we're going to stay connected now for as long as you want. So as long as you're like an Auntie Lynette, she's there. That's really beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I appreciate you talking. Is Mom going to talk now or later? She decides she'd like to do this now. Okay, so I'm going to do the mid-break. This is a new spin on autism. Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, otherwise known as the Brain Broad. Today we're doing something pretty unique and special. We're talking to three members of a brand new family before they're even finished their first outreach. For those of you who've always wanted to know what it's like to do neurofeedback and have me show up in your home and help you out, you're getting to hear it from the lips of the people that are actually undergoing it as we speak. So that's pretty exciting. And make sure that you, we're not going to do the okay, 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 great guest giveaway today, but we will definitely do stories from the make sure you stay to the very end of the show so that I can put it all together for you and make it all make sense. All right, we are back with thing three. Is Mama there? Mama's here. Hi, Lynette. Hi. How did you like my little stories from the road? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't quite hear it. I was just sort of listening. Yeah, you are a kick. We love you. So you're awesome. Thank you. you. I love you guys, too. 
Oh, I'm doing great. great. So so let's do this. From the mama's perspective, first of yes. all, were you nervous before meeting me? Since since dad was the one that discovered me sort of, how did how did it go? Did you have to be talked into it? No. You know, I didn't. I'll tell you why. I've been with uh, my husband all these years, and I just so trust him on all his research. And um, I just felt in my heart it, this was just an exciting opportunity for us, for our son. And uh, we're just thrilled, um, partly because you're just an awesome person to work with. And was I nervous before I met you? Absolutely not. I was just so looking forward to it. Oh, that's that's so great. You guys are so great. Okay. Um, I want to tell everybody a little bit about you guys so they have a sense of things. So um, this family, uh, the dad is a medical professional, um, and the young man that we first heard from is 21 years old, and, you know, he's in the middle of a change So he in, in that they're going to move. So that's a little bit stress-provoking, and it's, he's been doing fantastic. Um, and he's really beautiful, so handsome. The whole family's good looking, but, but the boy is just so handsome, isn't he? Oh my gosh! Well, we he's think mouth so. in your mouth, handsome. He's just a gorgeous inside and out. <laughs> right, and a lovely person. One of the things that he said to me when I first met him, I was explaining something that he had done about eye contact. And just telling him it would be better if he lingered more rather than sort of moved his eyes away in a jerky fashion. And he stopped and he looked at me and he said, "Um, I didn't mean to be rude. (laughs) And I was like, that's what you call good parenting coming out of somebody. Oh, oh, thank you for that compliment. I appreciate that. Thank you. you. It was beautiful. It's beautiful. So, so I want them to get a sense of it. And then, a little piece about you guys that's really special and unique as well is your life story in that, first of all, you've had some challenges, and you can share if you want. And secondly, um, you have known your husband forever. Forever. I know. And I, you know, I'm so proud. I, I love sharing that story. I've known him since I was 10 years old. He moved to our neighborhood. I lived a couple blocks away from him, and he played sports with my brother, and I watched him do that, and we started dating in high school, and dated for a long, long time, and been married forever, so he's my soulmate. It's <laughs> just amazing. I, I, I can't believe it, because it took me so many tries. Oh, <laughs> Well, oh, bless you. (laughs) Keep trying, keep trying. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well. And you're a beautiful family. And will you, would you be comfortable sharing that challenges come in many packages? And you guys, you had a personal challenge with your health. Would you be willing to tell them a little about that? Oh, sure. Um, Well, when I was um, 38, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, I have um, just was a wonderfully supportive family. Uh, My kids were very young at the time. I don't think they really realized. They tell me now they didn't really understand what was going on. But um, my husband was my rock, and we got through it and learned a lot of lessons along the way. So all's good. Health is good. and it was 14 years ago, so you're a definite yes. survivor. A cyber oh, survivor definitely. Beyond. 
Yes, yes, a survivor okay. for sure. Okay, and and your story is a big one. Um, this is a story show, and just to set the stage, and you can share how much you're willing to share, but there are two points that I'd like to make. And one is that when I go into people's homes, whether this sits comfortably with everyone or not, the truth is when I meet a family where they're dealing with autism, 98% of the time there are other diagnoses in the home. And if it's not in the home, it's in the extended family. And so part of what we're always trying to do is figure out where autism is coming from and why it's happening. And so we look into the history and the story. And we look into your family, um, your extended family, your pregnancy, all that kind of stuff. And so there's some interesting things in your story. Would you like to share any or all of that? Well, where do you want me to start from this? <laughs> well, um, my, you've had a lot. So why don't I just sit back and be quiet and let you talk? Well, we could do that. Um, well, let's see. I did have some complications in my pregnancy with preterm labor, I was um, hospitalized in intensive care for a couple weeks, and they did um, get that under control. And um, but that was uh, pretty scary. And um, as far as any other family history, um, my side of the family, I do have history of um, depression in my family and um, bipolar illness. So, um, you know, obviously you look at a genetic link, and I think I'm a, my family is definitely a good example of that um, piece. Okay. And then in addition, when your son was born, he was blue for a while, and so you were concerned with the loss of oxygen, right? Yes. Yes. They, they referred to it. We were able to access his file, and it, um, the doctor had written um, he was slow to jump start, which he had trouble breathing. Okay. In the beginning. So. Okay, so so what we do sometimes is we sort of just do a make-believe picture to help us get started and figure out, you know, how to help people. And it's looking like there's some genetic predisposition and then maybe some trauma in utero and then right at birth and voila, you've got yourself a child. They can't quite figure out what to call, so they call them PDDNOS, right? Yes, definitely. That's how we started this journey. When he was awfully young. Yeah, and you've done good work because I'm meeting him when he's close to the end of the spectrum and a lovely person. Um, oh, thank you. you know, he so is. Much. He's a lovely, lovely person. So tell me, what's it been like for you? Did you experience any difference from your session? And just talk to them a little bit about neurofeedback. Oh, well, as far as the session, the one session that I had. The one that you had, yeah. Yes, I just had the one. I have to say, um, I definitely felt more relaxed. And I will also say, I, I think I slept pretty well. I have sleep, a lot of sleep issues. And um, I had not a bad night's sleep, all in all. So that's very encouraging to me. <laughs> I'm very excited have, about that. <laughs> yeah. You have serious sleep issues, too. You don't have just a little bit of a sleep problem. You, you I do. Sleep, yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had a good night's sleep in probably 10 years. So um, it's, um, yeah, it's exciting to be so encouraged about that piece for sure. Yeah, that's very cool. And what about on your son? Have you noticed anything? Pardon me? 
What about on your son? Have you noticed any changes yet, or is there anything you want to oh, share? Oh, on on our son. Well, um, he he just seems a little bit uh, today a little bit more focused. I would say more relaxed, less anxious. Definitely. Um, I think he is excited at this opportunity to be helped. You know, to smooth out the challenges that he has in his life and. Um, we're just, um, it's amazing to feel after um, trying a lot of different modalities to help him, this seems to us quite tangible and um, um, real. Like this could be really something that could really help him. And just to have that hope is pretty amazing at this point. Yeah, and it's neat to have it be fast that, that you can see a change and feel a difference, right. isn't it? right. Yeah, for for me, it just um, it sort of makes sense what what's happening. It, it just makes sense to us. So cool. Okay, so excited. every all you all you I'm going to interrupt you because we're having we're I'm using Skype and you're using a cell phone. So I don't mean to talk oh. over you, but it keeps happening. Um, I want to point no, out to okay. people that uh, okay, a lot of the moms worry and, and dads too that are technophobic worry that they would never be able to do neurofeedback and they worry that, um, you know, that, that it would be too intimidating and that they'd never get their kids to do it. Well, you can't speak to the part about the kids doing it because your son's just so cooperative. It's just a delight. Yeah, he, he's a whiz at computers too. And I'm, uh, Lynette, as you have um, come to realize, I am the classic technophobic. I'm, yeah, I'm not confident at all with computers and I will say I'm a little nervous but I'm faithful <laughs> and you put me at ease so I'm I'm going with it and feeling good about it okay and you know for you to say that after day two when day two is the biggest learning um, that I throw at the parents and it's just lesson after lesson it's pretty good That's well pretty I'm good. I'm sure we'll have a lot of laughs tomorrow because you'll have to remind me about a lot of things but <laughs> we'll, we'll get through it we'll be okay. <laughs> okay so when you think about your life journey your son your husband the autism battle the depression the cancer you've had so much story I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to to share and say whatever you want to all these moms and professionals, there's professionals and moms and dads that listen to this show. So we've got a, a good audience, and they're very faithful, and they want to know. So what would you share with them that you think would be useful in this moment? In this moment, I don't ever give up hope. Um, there's so many ups and downs, and um, just be faithful and um uh, Lynette, we are, I can't, I don't think I can put it into words what you've brought to our family in the sense that um, this is the, the best opportunity we've had for our son in many years. So just grateful and um, we're just excited. We're excited to see um, the changes that could potentially happen with our, our son as he approaches, you know, his young adult life where at times I, you know, wasn't sure what would the future would hold, and now I have I have so much more hope. Oh, that's so great! And maybe in a year we'll circle back and do another show so people can find out how it went. Was that would you oh, be well, 
Well, we could do it. Let's do it. To be continued, people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds Thanks, like a plan. Thank you. thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was thing one, thing two, and thing three here to share with you what it's like when they get to meet me. <laughs> it's funny how this show came to be. I wanted to interview, um, a, you know, kind of a high up there uh, neurofeedback guy that does, um, he's done some studies and he's got a lot to share and he has a different approach from me. But it turned out that he had to reschedule, so I thought, well, here I am in the middle of an outreach. I wonder what would happen if I spoke with uh, the family while we're in the middle of doing it. So apparently, um, it's going good. <laughs> no, I already knew that. Um, I think it's kind of a fun uh, idea to, to share with you the unfolding of the outreach. I insist on three days when I come to meet a family, so we're almost through. We're our, tomorrow's day three. And you always do see change uh, immediately in day one. Day two can be tough because there's an awful lot of learning and I do a lot more raising of the bar. Um, but they've made it through lovely and we're still wonderful friends. And um, so now we're going to do day three and she's right, we'll laugh a lot. And then, and there for them um, for as long as they want. So it's a beautiful way to help your family. I can't go to everybody, but you can find other neurofeedback people if I'm not available or not one of your options. Um, but keep neurofeedback in mind because it is that quick and that beautiful uh, when helping with uh, autism or anxiety disorders, depression, I work with Parkinson's stroke, all kinds of things. Like they're really, if it's of the brain, it can be helped by neurofeedback, at least at some level. And usually there doesn't seem to be a, sort of an end game. You just keep going and helping and going and helping until you hit peak performance if you stay at it. And that's the advantage to working with um, home units. And that's why I've set up my business model in such a way that I go into the home and I enable you so, you know, I get my money at that point and then I support you for free for life. So my business model is you have to get better so that I can continue to make a living or else we'll all starve. Um, and I think it's important to think about that because in mental health, Really, it's set up the opposite. It's generally set up that the mental health practitioner kind of wants to keep you somewhat ill, but not on purpose, but they, you know, who wants to constantly, constantly be looking for new clients? So, uh, the way that mental health is generally set up is that you should stay somewhat dependent. And that's not necessary. I promise you, it's really not. You really can, in most cases, get uh, completely independent and fully enabled for your own health. So please keep that in mind as you walk through life seeking um, others to join you in your journey. Uh, choose the ones that are going to enable you for independence and not make you dependent upon them in order to constantly get a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. All right, ladies and gents, it is time for Stories from the Road. For Stories from the Road today, I had a really cool idea. Since we're doing this unusual approach, I thought it would be really neat if I read to you um, an email that I just received. Well, actually, I received it yesterday, but that's sort of like saying just. Uh, and the reason I wanted to share it is, again, I'm trying to give you the idea 
of what it's like at the beginning of the journey for people. And it's really easy for us to stand up and say, oh, look, here's the case study. This is how it went, and this is how great it is. Um, but we're telling you after the whole story is played out. And you're trying to live the story now. So I'm just going to share this short little thing. First, I'm going to tell you about this little boy. So he's marvelous. He's from Kenya. The family, um, it was so funny. I, I would get these emails, and they would say, we're in London. Can you come? And I'm like, no, you have to plan it. <laughs> or like, we're in, they travel a lot. So they, I, I get these really short emails constantly from all parts of the world saying, we're here. Can you come? We're here. Can you come? And I was constantly saying, well, no. <laughs> and then one time I got, we're in San Francisco. Can you come? And I'm like, well, actually, as it turns out, I'm not booked, and yes, I can. So I, at last minute, jumped on a plane, went and met this lovely boy from Kenya who was staying with relatives. He was pretty much nonverbal, um, well, was nonverbal, and completely hyper all over the place, grabbing everyone, pulling at everyone, running all over the place. And the first step is to gain his trust and get him to use the neurofeedback. So he was one of my lovely challenges. And we were constantly going in the backyard, running back and forth, saying the word, run, run. And, you know, part of my job is to show how to encourage speech. And the other part is to get that neurofeedback going. And the third part is to teach you how. So there's a lot to get done. There were a, a ton of kids in this home. They were on holidays, so all of the relatives are everywhere. But we managed to get through it. And, uh, you know, by the time I left, I got him to say a couple of words like eat and run and jump. But, you know, not repeatedly, but at least enough for the people to tell, to be able to tell that it was possible. We'd got him doing cooperatively, doing the neurofeedback, and he'd begun to calm down. But we weren't, we weren't there yet. Um, and mom was able to do it. So, this last minute outreach, I go there, and then they leave, and they go to Kenya. And I got this um, this email, which, and this is um, a month after I met him. I, let's see here. He is fixing any type of puzzles you give him. Letters, words, numbers, name it. I'm asking how I can use it, this game, to make him talk more. And that's a beautiful question, and I sent her an answer, but I'm going to keep reading. She said, he is talking. He has said these several times. Eat, drink, jump, tickle, water, shoe, cup, book, baby, tap, though that one's not that clear. Alphabets like A, B, C, T, S, H. He misses some. He sleeps very well which, by the way, is a miracle. He can point at the fan and the TV when you prompt him, and he never pointed before. Um, but I noticed he can't differentiate something, so we're also going to start working on that. Please give me some ideas. Oh, and we're working on colors. So she goes on to ask me for some ideas, um, you know, explains. Since he doesn't go to school, I'm having a full-time, I am a full-time stay-at-home mom. If it's okay, I intend doing two sessions a day. So we're talking about um, what to do with the neurofeedback. 
And she says, so far he has maintained the calmness. Now, that calmness came after I left. I, I sent them a new thing to do, and he got nice and calm, which was a great relief because the entire home was having a real problem with him. And he was seriously crazy hyper, like jumping off of everything and jumping on people. So it, it's a great delight. And then she said he has stopped grabbing things. And this is miraculous because when I met him, everything was broken and kept really up high so that he couldn't get it and he would still manage. And he grabbed everything constantly, my hair and, and people's stuff. And he was just, just grab and run, grab and run. That was his way of playing. So she said he stopped grabbing things, but rather he will bring out his hand and give a sign of asking. If you don't give, he keeps asking or walks away. If you prompt him, he will say eat. If you prompt him, he will say much. And I think she means there are many things. So this is a young boy I met at the last minute. Actually, if I was one of those fussy uh, people who needs contracts and stuff, I'd have never met him. And yet already we've changed his life. This is a beautiful therapy. Please think of it for your child. Please, please consider the possibility that more can be done that neurofeedback can change the story. And if you're already trying neurofeedback and it's not changing the story, try it with someone new because it should and it should quickly. Don't let them tell you it takes 20 sessions. It doesn't. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, otherwise known as the Brain Broad. You've been listening to a new spin on autism, Answers. And thank you for being here because without you, I would just be talking to myself. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of a new spin on autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. I can't hear.